0: All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about marriage advice for men. And uh, I think at the heart of this message, the thing that really um, got me was uh, I really don't feel like men are sharing They're the best marriage advice with one another um, and parenthood advice with one another, because when we do, if we were to do this the same way we bash marriages and bash uh, uh, our husbands and wives on social media, I feel like we'd have a much better turnaround Um, throughout all of human history, communicating And communicating our expectations well has not been done. So when you get to the topics of marriage, the topics of business, the topics of dynasties, um, disagreements, they're almost synonymous with uh, success or failure. I guess it's just like a, a either or. You know, you say marriage to some people, they're like, "Oh wow, yes, they got married." You say marriage to others, they're like, "Oh, marriage." Yeah. You say business to some people, they will be like, "Oh, congratulations, good job." You say business to other people, they're like, "Oh well, you yeah. give it a year, you'll see." I, I hate that. You'll see. Same thing with becoming a parent. Oh, you guys are a parent. You guys are You guys don't have kids. You get. Kid? Oh my God, you guys are kids. And then you got people. well, you'll see. No, I, I don't want to see. Like, I don't want to see what you saw when you felt like that. I don't want to see. You'll see. You'll see. In about two years, you'll see. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. I, I don't want to see anything you saw. I reject that. I bind and banish and remove. back. You can take that back. So I want to talk about um, what I've encountered uh, as a male from from the female perspective. Let's talk about sexless marriage. Let's talk about stepchildren. Let's talk about masculinity in the closet. You know, Cause, I mean, if you're dealing with that with your kids, you know, it now it's just highlighted so much more. So many more people have access to the world through social media. Um, But this female perspective um, has really helped me out a lot, you know. Intelligence really wins in marriages. Intelligence really wins. And what I've seen a lot is the bashing on social media, the bashing of husbands, the bashing of wives, the bashing of marriages. And the whole time the marriage is just sitting, the, the, the marriage license does absolutely nothing. It you, you go and get it from the county or whatever, or the state, and it just sits there as a piece of paper. You change your names and that's it. You still do taxes. You still earn money. You can have kids with or without a marriage. You can be in a house with or without a marriage. You can do all the all the things you do in a marriage, you can do without it. The, the marriage actually does nothing but a name change. It's just a moment in time. It's just a, a merger. But what I've seen is just a lot of just, it's just like, ugh. And it, it makes it to the point where, not that I condone cheating in any way or anything, um, but a lot of great athletes have been rumored to cheat or take things. If you know it's wrong, then it's wrong, okay? <laughs> but if you're winning... The communication is good. The uh, uh, expectation is good, and it's put out well, okay? And everybody's healthy, everybody's strong, and we're winning, and we're getting across the line, okay? What else can I say? And that's what I asked. I put this question out to Facebook. How did Bruce Arians in one season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do what Bill Belichick could not do. Because Bill Belichick, you think about, a lot of these coaches are like our dads. Bill Belichick with his two sons, Gronk and Brady, I mean, you got all these Super Bowls they got together. And I mean, Bill Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick were kind of like a, a hit-and-miss team back in the day, like Batman and Robin, and Bill Belichick... You know, I mean, he even took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. I mean, it's like, who does that? And, I mean, this is their second time being in the playoffs, like, after this year. But um, Bill Belichick lost it all, man. <laughs> so that was my question is, how do you communicate your expectations so well to get all of these championships? And then you have all of the pieces that you need to win another one, and the the Chiefs, yeah, it was, it was the Chiefs that actually uh, came up with the win from the AFC from the Super Bowl last year. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians, with no Super Bowl wins as a head coach, and none of the people that scored in that game were wearing Tampa Bay uh, uh, jerseys last season. He just moves over. It's like I mean, y'all just put this. Think about this. All he had to do was go to Florida and got a Super Bowl win. Like, uh, uh, uh we we couldn't even get rid of COVID that easy. How do you do it with a, a a whole Super Bowl team and just work? So the communication and the expectation really means a lot. Okay, the assumption, anything that you leave and put in that uh, assumptive bag, as they say, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Talking with my wife has helped me. Okay, And there might be some times where I might be actually hurt by something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we we fail to realize as men stuff can get behind that armor. Like gasoline and fire. Okay. Our talks have helped me because it might be her that's really mad or it might be me that's really mad. If you can't talk about it that night and get it off your chest because of work, because of kids, because of whatever, you know, travel in and out of town, just not the right time. Do not let that go into the next week. Okay, I I had to learn the hard way. Do not let that go into next week. Don't let it fester. It will bubble and erode and eat you from the outside. Anger is a cancer that eats up the host. Doesn't do anything to the other intended party. It eats you. I don't care about revenge and shooting and guns and war and all that. It destroys you first. So then it actually destroys two people. The thing I learned about my wife from her perspective, she wanted to understand. Like she really wanted to understand. And for you men that are uh, uh, listening to this, you might not understand why she watches the TLC or uh, uh, TLC channel or Lifetime channel. Like women really want to know. They really want to go through all of it. And some things are are uh, 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 iconic for them. They're very memorable for them. It brings back a feeling of love and enchantment that they had uh, with a certain family member or somebody they cared about or somebody that they lost. They really do want to understand. Look at all of the men that women consistently look toward. This is why, like, you ever wonder, like, why do women have that gay friend? It's like he's gay. Like, what can he actually give you except for better makeup tips. <laughs> it's like women really do want somebody to talk to. They really do want to talk it out and iron it out and work it out. And and I'm I'm being assumptive for the women that I know in my life, not yours. Your story might be completely different, but I'm just saying from what I've seen and what I know. Um my wife wanted to understand And you have women that look towards pastors. You have women watching like Steve Harvey or uh, uh, Dr. Phil, which great books. One of his books actually helped my marriage going in. Um, Women wanted to understand. So my wife wanted to understand. And this has been really helpful where if she's got something that she needs to really tell me or I've got something I really need to tell her. Now we've got that door where it's like, hey, I need to open this door for just about five, 10 minutes talk to you. And I'm long-winded, so that's usually going to be an hour. (laughs) But intelligence wins. After we've had that talk, or we see it out in the news, or uh, 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 out in public, or through somebody we know, we bring it back and talk and be like, hey, you know, I actually like that. Call me crazy, but I actually like what they were doing. I like this, or I like that. This is our business. This is our marriage. If you aren't in it, you don't deserve to talk about it. This is our thing. So, start off with a qualified mediator. This is all I can say. When I was reading a a, a book on Dr. Phil, um, it's called Relationship Rescue. And it was like one page. This one page woke me up so strong. I was like, hold on, I got you. And he said on this one page, just because. The person you love isn't doing things exactly the way you want them to does not mean they don't love you. Understand how to evaluate and look at what they're doing. If you can't recognize their progress and their growth, you have failed. (laughs) You keep asking, for example, sport of track and field. I love track and field. Let's say I married a shot putter, a woman that is a a just titan of power and speed. And I say, hey, I'm a hurdler. I run hurdles. I want you to run hurdles with me if you really care about me and love me in this marriage. She'll run them and probably break them and throw them at my head. Why am I asking her to do that? Why am I completely uh, uh, disregarding the knowledge and the logic when maybe, maybe we could be spending time doing some other stuff. Same thing. What if like I marry a high jumper? And for those of you that don't know, high jumper women in the sport of track and field are like giraffes. If she comes to me and says something like, Hey boo, I love you. I really like you, but you're a little short. I'm going to need you to kind of get on up, up here (laughs) I need you to be a little bit taller. If you really love me, I need you to be a little bit taller. It's not so cute, is it? I mean, don't. I'll stop there. I was going to go graphic and go below the belt. Men, you know what I mean? But, like, women could hold us at ransom with those type of things. You should not do that. You got to learn who they are so that you know what kind of progress they are, what kind of progress they have. You don't train a running back like a wide receiver. You don't train a lineman like you you train a kicker. Like, what do you have? Do you know what you have? Find a qualified mediator to help you understand during marriage counseling. Or go right now. Like, do a Zoom. Don't wait until you need the ER, okay? Go now while you can walk in and you your your legs work and you don't have a pulled hamstring or a black eye or you know it, it, you know it's it's almost to the to the point of no redemption go in right now while you look good okay like my best advice go get it now get a fresh start get the fresh alignment um and i really feel like too often um people are asking uh everybody in the room for help that needs help. You know, it's like, if I'm in high school, I'm like, man, I just, you know, I'm 18. Okay. If I'm 18, like, man, you know, I just really believe I'm a man. I just really believe I'm strong and I got what it takes to get to the next level. And I'm intelligent. I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to be such a great person. Well, Why not associate with people that make all that great money and are a great person and, you know, have that kind of accountability over you? The people that can and did. Why not associate with them? And that's why I say is I don't have anything wrong with the way anybody prays with your church, your temple, your alignment, your whatever you got. But put a little gray in there, Please because just that little adjustment just that little bit of help in the beginning and along the way will be so fruitful in just just taking some time to observe what the constant gardener is doing okay why do they always have fresh tomatoes and fresh fruits and great food why is their belly always full Why is their kitchen always abundant? Why is the family always happy? Get there. Okay? So, yeah, I think I've made my point. It's not just the communication. It's the expectation, not the assumption. I mean, just think. What if we could never talk? Okay? What if it was all just action? Wouldn't that be dangerous? Like, if it was all action, the only way you could prove yourself to people was the action. I mean, that, what would that look like? I mean, some of us would never be allowed to leave the home, especially as men, because we'd have to be looking directly in our wife's eye like the whole day, you know, just so she'd know that we're going to be there. You know, you just mute everybody right now. What would that look like? How would you prove yourself to someone physically only through action? So now it makes it a little bit easier now that I'm saying you can communicate. You can talk. You can communicate a little bit better. Leave nothing to assumption. She doesn't know anything. How do you know what somebody wants to eat when they go out to eat? They have to stand in front of you and order from the menu. If it's not on the menu, you will not order it. Okay. Assumption is nothing. Communication to expectation is everything. Okay sexless marriage social media haters please stop getting on social media and telling us how much your wife does not want to have sex with you or how much sex you are not having or hey how many times should we have sex each each month how many times should we have sex a week i like i don't know every day i don't <laughs> every week i don't know like i don't know what works for you there's some women that after having a baby i mean I'm going to come back to that. Some women can't wait to get back in the bedroom. Some women are almost terrified because they're like, how did something that felt so good completely destroy my body? It it, would have been better off for somebody to just take a shotgun and just boom, just blow it right at my stomach. Because that's what it feels like. It felt like going in, and it felt 10 times worse coming out. Kids change things. Please listen to what the body tells us. Okay? We got people doing load management in the NBA. Me, personally, I think that for these athletes, um, if you play every... Team in the NBA three times, so that what? Oh, that's that's actually too much. Um, was like thirty-two teams? Is that? 30? I can't remember how many teams, but that'd be like, uh, like at least at least sixty-four games. So to play them twice, if you play them three times, that'd be like over ninety games. So maybe that's a bad idea. But <laughs> I just feel like compared to the NFL, the Look at how big the Super Bowl is. Look at how large and big the NFL is. They only play like 18 games. It's not even 20 games. How is it that in the NBA, we want more than 50 and 60 games? I'm sorry, that's too much. I know you're in closer quarters and nobody's tackling and and trying to destroy your legs and all that, but like, Guys do have to sit out. Guys do get injured and get hurt. If if it happens in track and field, okay, running straight, it's going to happen in basketball. And you better be sure it's going to happen in in football. What does the body tell us? Okay. And this is something I, I want men and women to really understand about our bodies, The sexual chemistry that draws a man in is at its strongest when women, I believe are ovulating. You you, you can correct me on that if you want to. But at the time when pregnancy is at its best uh, chances is when the woman says, okay, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Like that's when she's saying, come to me and y'all will, you know, you can expect to have your child when you're trying to have children. You learn this stuff. It it, it turns you on. But then it's kind of like, oh, wow, we're just now we're just kind of doing it like robots. It's like more like hopscotch. It kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit, a little bit. But like. That's the thing that the body has really revealed to me is, men. you're at the club thinking, God, I'm just like so drawn to her. Like you just you want her so bad <laughs> Like you see her and you want her so bad and what you're not realizing is you are falling for the greatest scheme in history, the greatest uh, uh, magnetism in history. It's even stronger than gravity, which is what that woman is built with her natural pheromones, what her body is coded and genetically built with will have you running after her for the rest of your life and the image of that you can take a picture I, I, I like I love hearing this with like old men I love her more today than I, I love her yesterday and she's more beautiful than me today than she was yesterday and the reason <laughs> the reason why he can say that is because all he's known a lot of these old men all they've known is that sexual, and uh, uh, friendship bonding with that woman, and they've had the best sex of those years, according to their standards. So in reality, yeah, he's so smitten and in love with her because all he's done is wrap himself in her uh, uh blanket of love. That's all you know that that magnetism I'm talking about. But the thing I think we uh completely ignore about the body when it comes to women is women go through the marathon. Okay. The NFL, uh, season. Okay. The NBA championship game. Like, look at how like tired, uh, what's his head? Butler was after the NBA finals. Um, You've got to have almost superhuman abilities as a woman to heal up from childbirth. Have those children like they're breastfeeding and and with that crying sick baby. And of course, men, we help and we'll chime in and help and and do what we can. And you're going to be a good dad. You're going to be a good father and all that. But like it does take a toll on you. It is a strain. So if you understand physically what the sport will do to you, basketball, football, track, soccer, you understand what it requires from you. You also understand that as a bodybuilder, you put these certain things in your body, it's going to change you. It might rewrite your DNA for life, almost to the point where people are embarrassed to be in public with you after that stuff has had an effect on your body. We do this as bodybuilders, as men, and we'll be shriveled up, wrinkled up, lose testosterone, gain boobs. like All this crazy stuff happens for sport. What I'm saying is, this is the only way we can get life on this planet. So if you have a sexless marriage while you have kids under 10, like, It's supposed to be that way. Like, I hate to say it, but it's supposed to be that way. (laughs) Like you're supposed to feel some kind of a strain. There is a cost to pay. So if you guys don't have sex every day, if you guys don't have sex every week, maybe it'll get back to that at some point, or you can have some of what you had, but at least you knew what was on the menu. Okay. If you, if you, if you guys were hall of fame, sex champions, and you guys will blow each other's back out every two days or every day or whatever it was worked for you. The, the energy that a child requires from you, it will drain you. Kids change things. So that's what I'm saying. Before you come to social media and blast your wife, blast yourself. If you've got kids, I, I really, I'm not going to listen to 80% of what you say. <laughs> Like, think about, especially if you didn't have a dad in the home, how much your mom had to do for you to make up for that man being gone. Well, you're the man. You're in that child's life. It is going to take a little bit from you because now you're not just playing point guard. You're you're playing point guard and center. And sometimes you've got to be defensive player of the year. You didn't do that last season. Now you are. You've just been a wide receiver. You've just been a running back. Now you're a linebacker and a corner in the same game. You don't even get to come off the field. You just take a a lunch break, a little snack, run back in there into the game. You get to play both sides of the ball. So is it a sexless marriage while you have them kids? If it is and they're like under 10, under 12, I can't even talk to you. Like, don't even, (laughs) you're busy. You'll figure it out. I really have confidence in you. And have that conversation. As I was talking about the assumption, you know, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, like, have that conversation. Hey, babe, as programmed as this may sound, maybe we got to get back together on Wednesday. Maybe we just make Wednesday our thing. And like my wife sent me this, um, it was like kind of a, a meme, a kind of a joke um, where this uh, <laughs> this couple was like talking about their um, their laundry room quickies where they just go in the laundry room where it was, you know, loud and bang it out when the kids were uh, having a, a nap or whatever. And so, you know, they the oldest kid be downstairs with like the youngest kid and they be up there doing laundry and that's when they get their quickie in. For that forty five minute cycle, <laughs> you know that's when they they get it, and I mean, hey, you come out smelling Thai fresh, but the sexless marriage, while in your parent, you know your your child raising years, like you'll you'll be okay, you'll be fine. men, we've got alternatives. this is usually why men get so involved with sports, get so involved with um video games, get so involved with all that other stuff. I'm not saying that that replaces sex. That cannot replace your wife. It cannot replace the greatest feeling you've ever had. I mean, that's literally why people will go and do drugs, because they don't have sex. (laughs) And that's why sometimes they blend together. Ooh, watch out, crazy. Um, And they they lock in on you. It, like, doubles up the habit. But if the sexless marriage is happening while your kids are in high school, and you're, you know, you know, in your 40s now, your 40s and 50s. That's a whole nother thing. You know, I have all the sympathy in the world for you, all the love for you, because if you do become roommates, which I have seen in some chats and some groups, if you do become roommates, you know, that's when it's time to wake it up again. You've, you've got to date each other all over again. And, um, you know, that you put the ring on, you actually start dating all over again. That That's the crazy thing. You actually do start dating all over again. And and the successful couples that I try to follow, they understand that and they know that. Because it's like, wow, all these things change. We got to change. You know, it's like you got four seasons. You can't wear the same clothes all four seasons. You know, when it's hot and, and I feel like I'm down to my draws because it's hot. And I'm sweating out, you know, all this coconut juice and lotion. But I'm sweating out all this stuff. And now it's negative 20. No, I'm not wearing those same things, those same clothes, and vice versa. I got a jumpsuit. I'm like Dave Chappelle. I got a black jumpsuit that I wear when I go out and snowblow and plow and all that stuff. I'm not wearing that when it's 105. Like I want all that beautiful sunlight dancing on my body. Like I want to feel that. You know, I want to sweat and feel good. So yeah. The sexless marriage really depends on the time, the communication, the expectation, and and the reality. So, like I said, if you got kids under 10, under 10 and 12, I'm not even talking to you. um, you, You're supposed to be thrown off a little bit. Like, you're in a Super Bowl. You're not going to run down the sideline without getting hit. Like, if that happens great job but <laughs> stop crying <laughs> man up <laughs> um last thing i want to talk about is stepchildren and masculinity i can say this from being a stepchild um it's difficult if they're bad you know if your stepchildren are bad it is difficult if you if your best friends family loved ones When the stepchild is bad, it is hard. Like, it really is hard. But you've got to also take it from their perspective. They did not choose to be the product of a divorce. They did not choose to be a stepchild. They didn't choose that at all. So once again, it becomes a part of those expectations being clear. This is hard, you all. Having a mixed family is hard. It really is. Because you're, you're going to love that man or you're going to love that woman, you know, whoever it is you choose. You're going to love them like you might think they are the greatest things in sliced bread, like they're amazing. But then you got to deal with this kid. <laughs> so it's like as quickly as possible, you got to find where you guys can bond and how you're going to parent and what that woman or that man is going to deem you responsible for as a parent. Once again, find a qualified mediator. Might not be a bad idea to just have somebody there. You know, if it's the pastor or a mental health specialist or a psychologist, you know, somebody that can, you know, speak to what's coming. Instead of, you know, being so reactionary. And then with your success stories, Post them too. Y'all, like, don't just wait for all the bad stuff. Post the good stuff with your stepkids. Like, there are great things out there. I'm seeing this stuff. You're coaching your stepkids past this, past that. You're you're getting them past the hump. Maybe with their mom or their natural birth dad, you know, they didn't get there. And you got them there. This is what the, the village is for. And it's not to trash the, the, the birth mom or trash the birth dad, if you get them there over that hump and they become a karate black belt, they become that engineer, they get an internship with NASA, they get that football scholarship, that basketball scholarship, and their birth parent wasn't there where now you are, it's not the opportunity to trash them. You can just say, hey, look at what we did. We did this together with our village. Maybe you didn't have it, but now we got it together. Last but not least, masculinity. I I saved this for last because this is actually a whole podcast all to itself. Um, Masculinity has nothing to do with football. Nothing to do with fighting. Masculinity has actually nothing to do with proving yourself to another man, but only how effectively you're going to use that manhood, okay? It was in a in a chat. This guy was like, well, I don't know if I can, you know, look at my son as a man because he's talking about not playing football. Don't. Don't look at, at, at him as a man. He's a boy. To put that standard on him for a sport that is less than 100 years old is the dumbest thing I could ever think of. So let's say your son gets his ass whooped in a fight. Let's say he gets knocked out of school. And you just think, well, he's not a man. Because he got knocked out. He can't fight. He's not a man. It's like Craig's dad said on Friday. You win some, you lose some. But you win to fight another day. Do you know how Mike Tyson started out as a kid? I heard a story that his mom Used to feed him drugs just to get him to stop crying as a baby or to go to sleep as a kid. There's some really poisonous, horrible teachings out there. And we disguise our masculinity secretly as an agenda just to make ourselves feel better. Well, my son's got to play football. My son's got to, you know, be this you know, MMA, wrestler, or fighter. My son's got to be this because if he isn't this and he's gay or he's doing something, you know, feminine or whatever, I can't look at him as a man. He's not my son. That's not what I raised. That's not what I know. It's not what you know. That's all. Can you imagine waking up one day? Okay? I'm going to end on this note. Can you imagine waking up one day At 18. And somebody telling you, we need you to go to war. I need you to shoot and kill somebody. Even though you've never even held a gun before. That's masculinity. Okay. And these men that had to do that are now between, I think, 80 to 100 years old They've been crying and pissing the bed at night. And we salute them and thank them for their service. But in reality, they made the ultimate sacrifice in their manhood to not even have the violence in them and go out and kill for us to protect us for a war and an agenda that they didn't even know existed. So when you want to talk about masculinity and all the lives that it's cost and all the death behind it, and the paralysis, and people losing their ability to walk from getting hit so hard on the football field, from the random shootings, uh, from the gang warfare, the violence. When you want to talk about masculinity, to me, what I want to ask is, do you know what that really cost? Do you know what limiting that mind really cost? Do you know what it really cost? If your son is supposed to be the next great heart surgeon and we got 50,000 people that will die because they chose to put on football pads instead of be the greatest surgeon that we could have. Now I'm mad at you. You are not the man. Why are we doing this? (laughs) So, yeah, I know I said this is marriage advice for men, but it does trickle down to the kids. We do drag our pain and our damage and our agenda on them. And they never heal because we never healed. So I gave a little bit of the female perspective and how from the female perspective, they will help us. They will help us grow. We do have sexless marriages sometimes. That's not a reason to get down on yourself and hurt. Speak about your feelings. Speak about how you feel. What helps? What hurts? And then when it comes to stepchildren and masculinity, we've got to know how to navigate through those things a little bit better. And I think it starts with the help, with the books, with the mentorships, with the mediators. Add a little bit of gray. Who's winning? Who's doing it? Who's great? All right, you all. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I love you all. Please love, like, and share all these posts. I'm getting some great feedback from you all. And uh, yeah, 2021 is going to be different. It's already powerful and gained so much momentum. And uh, I can't wait to share more with you all. Love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.